0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one about whom the prophets wrote. He is Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. From Nazareth, said Nathanael, Can anything good come from that place? Come and see, replied Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, he said of him, There is an Israelite who deserves the name, incapable of deceit. How do you know me? said Nathanael. Before Philip came to call you, said Jesus, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe that just because I said I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. And then he added, I tell you most solemnly, you will see heaven laid open, and above the Son of Man, the angels of God ascending and descending. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord. Did anyone else count how many of us there are in the room? Have a look. There's three gates. <laughs> There's three gates. Here's the twelve. And Thankfully, it is 12, so I can be one of the apostles. <laughs> I don't have to be Jesus. Um, look, that's a stunning image, isn't it, in Revelation? And there's a reason that the church puts that in our mind. It did it just a few days ago on the queenship of Mary and the assumption of Mary. It's reminding us that this is an eternal kingdom that we are part of. And the apostles are embedded in the in the very bedrock of that thing. Um, I had this little theory that all the apostles had Revelation... In their in their masses, but I went and checked, and no, it's not. Some as Ephesians, some is Corinthians, uh, and then finally, when we get to the kingship of Christ in November, it's it's Samuel of all things, Second Samuel. So, I mean, the theme is running through the whole scriptures in in a in a very diverse and 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 dynamic way. But today we hear of that kingdom, of of perfect order. You know, it, it's it's like the most symmetrical shape you can imagine because everything has come. To peace and rest in Christ and Christ is both the kingdom and the king and the citizens because we're body of Christ you know we're all gathered into into him it's wonderful do you know by any chance the four marks of the church if you do feel free to call them out the four marks of the church we recite them in our creed we say that this church is one holy Catholic and apostolic and that's important that's very much part of our identity as Catholics and If we lose any one of them we lose something quite significant what does it mean well for starters the church is one the church is one people think of the oneness running right through our faith one baptism one bread one body one community paul says please don't dissent don't break off from the community because our unity is who we are if we are not unified we are no longer anything we just disperse the church is one The church is holy now when we say that I think we we all know and certainly the world knows because they'll tell us we're not holier than everybody else in 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 that fashion you know it's not like we float a few inches off the ground or something nor even are Catholics holier than other Christians that's not the claim the claim is that all of these marks stream not from the church of of herself she doesn't create those um, marks but Jesus desires to mark her with those things Jesus is constantly re-rendering the church into holiness by the word, by the sacraments, by his presence in the Eucharist, by the grace that just, you know, bleeds through the walls as we sit in this place. Jesus is making us holy because he says, this is my bride. In fact, isn't it interesting in Revelation, this happens twice and both times what you don't expect happens. In um, what is it? chapter 11 or 12 of of, um, Revelation, John says, Behold, I saw the tabernacle. And all of Israel was waiting for the tabernacle. They knew what it was. It was this holy box in which was the manna and the law and the the staff of Aaron. And it was holy. And they marched with it into battle. And they kept it in a sacred place, just like we keep our tabernacle back there. He says, Behold, I saw the tabernacle. And in the very next verse, what does he describe? Behold, I saw a woman. That's not a box. (laughs) That's not the tabernacle we know. But it's Mary of course the new tabernacle then the opposite happens here John says or rather the angel says behold I will show you the bride and you think great we're gonna see a woman the next thing he describes is a city and a temple in that city isn't it funny I think it's beautiful nothing is what we expect but everything is so fulfilling anyway sorry I've run off a tangent there in this holy, spotless bride, Jesus is constantly re, re rebathing and re-robing um, her in, in, in royalty and splendor. The church is Catholic, and by that we don't necessarily mean Roman Catholic. That's, that's not actually what we mean. I often point this out at baptisms when we profess the creed in that fashion of saying do you believe in this yes we do do you promise to teach this yes we do and the last thing it says is do you believe in one holy catholic apostolic church and they say yes and i point out take note this is a lower case c so it's not roman catholic it's the mystical body of christ throughout time and space um the ascended jesus has now filled the whole universe that's the catholic we believe in there's nowhere that jesus isn't and we believe that lastly And particular to today the church is apostolic which means it has its roots in particular historical people who were they well they were Jesus's friends that's what the Apostles were they were his closest friends and he sent them out that's what apostle means they were the ones who were sent he sent them out to tell the world the good news and they did that and it cost them in fact Basically, all of them died martyrs. We hear in the history of Bartholomew, there's very, very little said of him in the scripture. There's only that line, and then later he's mentioned in Acts. But the history tells us that that, um, Bartholomew's mission went all through, he seems to have crossed through Armenia, even into India, died in in, um, the coast of Armenia, I think. And some traditions suppose he was crucified upside down, like Peter, some think he was beheaded. But the bulk of iconography shows him flayed. You know, his skin was cut off. And there's that famous image of him at the resurrection of of all. And he's standing there, you know, redder than me in this garment. He's standing there with his skin in his hand and with a knife in the other hand. Because nothing can threaten us, can it, really? I mean, the world can throw whatever it wants. We come out resurrected. The more they batter us, the more shimmering we we become. So as Jesus' friends as heirs of the apostles, if you like, as little apostles ourselves, living out our own apostolate. We are the ones who do really what that psalm says. Your friends make known the glory, the splendor, the wonder of God and his kingdom, into which all are called. All his works bless him. Everything we do blesses the Lord. We are the ones who go out into the world and discourse the glory and the might of God. We're the ones who make this kingdom something comprehensible so that people can start to move towards it. They can start to see how beautiful and attractive and wonderful it is, better than any kingdom we could ever imagine on this earth. We're the ones who proclaim the the peace of God's dominion in and through all things because God is sovereign, God is all-powerful, and therefore we really need not fear anything at all, even death itself. We're the ones who go and tell our friends that God's justice is always good, how could God be unjust? If God is unjust, there's no such thing as goodness. <laughs> it doesn't exist. And finally, we're the ones who talk of the nearness of God. All of this comes from our psalm, if you revisit it. The, the imminence of God. Augustine said, God, you are closer to me than I am to myself. We talk about God always being within reach and even within contact in prayer and God being the lover of integrity. That means we can't bluff God. He sees, as we heard in yesterday's reading, he sees the outside of the cup and the inside. He knows us through and through, so we may as well not hide a single thing. Lastly, how do we become the friends who tell our friends about this kingdom? Because the world in COVID season, the world looking at the church reeling from abuse, the church uh, you know losing its confidence on the world stage all this stuff and we tell our friends and they say can anything good come from there well we say what the angel said and we say what philip said come here and i will show you come and see